0: You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast.
1: Good morning, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing?
2: Good.
0: Very well.
1: Yeah? Mm -hmm. Those couldn't have been more opposite. You said the same thing, but opposite ways to say it good she made a weird <laughs> face and he said very well like he very, like very proper professional and someone else not so i could be professional. proper uh, okay let's not do this because i know what i know what you're gonna try to do <laughs> but her her definition of proper is gonna be english accent <laughs> <laughs> and by english accent i mean like a tanzanian t- tanzanian guy whatever tanzanian who grew up in russia Oh, you and study that at like an American school <laughs> with a teacher from Australia. I was
2: just gonna Australia. say I am well and blessed.
1: Mm, or is that what's the difference between those two things?
2: Man, we're we gonna get into
1: this. I'm just asking. I was just curious of what's the difference between well and blessed.
2: A person who is not a believer could be well.
1: Could a They. Though. Person
2: know? who knows the joy is of it, the Lord is, is blessed
1: is is destined for an eternal damnation in hell well?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, in the moment, they could be well. Like, I'm doing well. Life is good. Uh, I have family's happy. I guess. But that's not blessed.
1: What's blessed mean then?
2: To me, you, blessed means you're experiencing the fullness of God. You're blessed. You're
1: experiencing the fullness of God right yes. now? Yes. Good. <laughs> good. Speaking of fullness of God, not, I don't know. I just had to find a segue. We went back to church this week. <laughs> i I don't know how to say it we did we went back to church uh this past sunday uh with so with social distancing measures and um uh, masks had to make sure i say it's a thing we don't pronounce often masks it's like anyways masks like plural right Mm. so anyways with uh What's it called? Uh alcohol hand washing stations and all that. Simon was at the door downstairs. Um
2: uh, didn't let one person get through there without nope. spraying their hands. He was very mm-hmm. vigilant.
0: Is that what he was? I mean it was like one person every five minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> I let them through. Probably replaced them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and masks. You were given masks too, right? Yeah, I yeah. only yeah. a few people forgot them. Oh did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I, I saw like, you know, I mean, obviously they sell them other places, but I saw the mat, like the disposable mask that we had, and so I didn't know if yeah, that's cool. So, how did you feel about it? It's a long time; it's been like six and a half months. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um. As far as far as people like respecting the social distancing thing, I, I found it hard because just naturally and culturally, everyone you touch each other when you <laughs> greet each other, so you're like kissing, each you and watching,
1: hug. You haven't been around each other for six and a half months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. so you're
2: excited to see each other, and so you know, one of my friends was like. Hola, Millie, and, you know hugged me and i'm just like okay we have to at least try <laughs> like, yeah
1: yeah like there was one lady in particular she just was like screw this i'm gonna do whatever i want to do with my mask on but i'm gonna hug and like you like, know she
2: had like her little a uh, hand gel clip to her purse i'm like what good is that if you're just breathing all like, well, like, she
1: came in she came in and she <laughs> ran up to me and i put my fist out like cause this is what we're trying to like you know, and there's um, different um, like expectations for the government as well. So we can we can actually get fined. We can get in trouble if they come in and we don't have masks on and stuff like that. Um, so whatever, but you know, I, I'm tempted to go on a tangent there because it's annoying. But I'm I'm gonna do it anyways. But like, <laughs> this is side note. Let's just leave it. because I just made me. I just thought of all this. We like feel like. There's been talks of persecution. We'll just say that. That's people feel like the church is being persecuted because of that. And then like, so because of that, you know, that van that during the pen, or during quarantine, like strong measure, quarantine measures, there was a van they got permission to go around and they were blowing a shofar and saying basically <laughs> that it's the end of the world because, you know, we're getting um, persecuted, blah, 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 all this other stuff. It just shows how on this side of the world, we are so selfish. Like, we have to wear a mask. And all of a sudden, we're proclaiming it's the end of the world because we have to wear a mask. (laughs) People in the Middle East, have there's there's not been a moment since, like, right after Constantine that they have not been being persecuted. Mm -hmm. So... Oh yeah, it's everything's normal when they're getting persecuted, but when we get persecuted, oh now it's the end of the world. It's biblical prophecy coming to pass, and we're so like American centric, American cent- centric, America. Anyways, anyways,
2: but it's not persecuted. We're not being persecuted. no, it's not being persecuted. We're being um, we're being challenged to actually do what God tells us to do. Like, is love,
1: the, the, like the disciples were getting thrown off the of roofs, and like li- like. Then not dying and getting like James like was thrown off of a roof, didn't die, until so they went and beat him to death. Like this is, and I'm crying like you know what I mean? I, because I have to wear a mask in the pandemic. I'm crying persecution. Look, if you don't want to wear the mask, that's on, that's between you and whoever else. That's not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into that part. But to cry persecution because we have to follow the same rules that everybody else has to follow. But
2: here's the thing: is that you're crying persecution, but you're still Being rebellious and disobedient to your leaders who say you have to wear a mask. I saw a a video someone posted from my old university, Um, like God is so good and and a bunch of people are outside worshiping God literally like head to head just no masks on and anything I'm just head like head
1: to head how does that work I mean I like, think battling I mean like, like shoulder, they to head shoulder, head to shoulder to shoulder
2: is what I oh. you know that like kind of oh. idea meaning <laughs> like it's a
1: worship battle <laughs>
2: <laughs> I meant to say like, they were close I know that expression has never been used but you can start using it if
1: you want
2: <laughs> they were like shoulder to shoulder in worship yes it was outdoors but they were still very close to each other and I'm just like How are we sitting here proclaiming persecution and this is, you know, uh, persecution of the church and basically claiming, not claiming, but saying we're Christians and boasting and that we are believers being persecuted. But at the same time, you're not, you're breaking a whole bunch of biblical.
1: Yeah, uh, but let our preferred presidential candidate not be liked then we're pulling out scripture saying you need to respect the office and honor this person and you need to do this and submit to the authorities god placed those authorities in there but how does that change when you got to do something you don't like if we keep that same energy my guy yeah like you can't change that when uh you know all of a sudden there's something you don't like that's but that's the issue with christianity today it's not really christianity but um anyways yeah I don't know The persecution thing bothered me and I was like, yeah do I don't want to say this yes I do want to say this because we're not that's not we're not getting we're not, not being persecuted no. we're not being uh, we're not being singled out like in some places I don't know they maybe I don't live everywhere but but here we're not being singled out because we can't um, have full service or because we have to wear masks and things like that we're, we're not being singled out at all and it's just this, this level of selfishness to think that when we have to again do something we don't like, now, all of a sudden, Revelation comes to life and Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah said, man, these people have been getting like massacred and hung and burned at the stake for generations and generations. And we're just we're just spoiled, you know, we're just spoiled brats. Yeah. And when we don't when it doesn't go perfectly our way, we throw fits it says whenever trouble comes your way, throw a fit so that you can grow in your endurance. And like, no, it's count it all joy. Like, so even if we are being persecuted, we're called to count it all joy. And so anyways, we're not talking about that today. Or are we? Uh no, but anyways, the lady I was talking about, the lady, she she's uh yeah, she was decided to do I oh, no, she came in and I put my fist down and I was like, look, we're trying to follow the rules here. And she was like she started laughing and was like trying to inch in. I was like, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like I like we you know, like <laughs> the we just have to, we just have to withhold. And she's like, after church, I give you how like, okay, like outside. But like in here, we can't do that because in your personal life, you can kind of do what you want. But it's like organized meetings and stuff that they're asking to follow these 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 restrictions and stuff, and you gotta respect that. So, anyways, yeah, it was interesting. Um, oh yeah, that's what you're talking about. And then so um, we had two visitors. That was yeah. interesting. Coming first Sunday back, one guy used to go here a long time ago, and so was visited me. He don't go here, so. Him and then a the guy brought his girlfriend that was interesting as well it's really cool so did you were you nervous singing
2: uh, well just because of what i talked about last week on the podcast thought i was gonna like forget the words yeah <clears throat> and i didn't so
1: yeah because you know the songs. imagine that
2: i i practiced a lot <laughs> every uh, single uh, yeah, moment I mean, of what, my life now
1: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> But that's what the point is, right? Like it's for like practice.
2: Yes, and I have practiced in the past. I just always just I, I get like you were saying, like it's just a comfort thing. It's a safety net mm-hmm. that I became comfortable with and didn't want to let it go. Mm. That's a message right there.
1: I just yeah, it is. I just realized Lucas played without his thing too. Mm-hmm. He
2: did good. Yeah, he did really. He did well. really
1: well, man. He was yeah. I, I'm. I, this is not we're way off of the pocket, but who cares at this point? We do we, they don't even know who Lucas is. But Lucas is a kid that goes to our church. He's uh he starts playing like I'm one of those people like, Oh yeah, Johnny said he like uh like never met Johnny in my life. Johnny, yeah, Johnny told me like, who's, who's Johnny. No, but he's a kid that goes to our church and uh he oh, plays the electric guitar for so he's been uh trying to grow and like, you know, he lacked a little maturity as far as like just l- like learning and being on like a team player and like getting better, but somehow during the quarantine, he uh, he's obviously he's in a stage of life too. He's grown. Six months makes a big difference when you're at that age, and so he's matured. He's grown physically as well. But then like like it was I, I was I was all week last week rehearsals and everything. I was just shocked by it. just shocked by his level of maturity and like to be able to deal with it, especially compared to before. He was just in a weird stage of life, you know, and so. Yeah. Then Sunday, you get like you did a good job, man. Did a really good job. How'd you feel? It was good. You usually with the kids. Yep. And then, you know, so everybody's in today. There's no kids and stuff, mm-hmm. so it's good. Enjoy yep. it. Yeah, it was good. Overall, I feel like, uh, honestly, besides us just being nervous, I feel like it was great. Like it yeah, went, yeah. it went great, man. Yeah, went like well.
2: Well. I found it interesting how, you <laughs> how we're like our first week back and. And then no, Roman's, like, spanking us with this word. <laughs> like, oh,
1: like how. F- oh, yeah. I said the one. <laughs> like, one thing. The, so I said, this community. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> well, what you're oh talking boy. about. Because what I said, I was like, man, like, is this too too soon? Like, <laughs> too this soon, is week no. one. <laughs> I was like, this community is fake.
2: <laughs> you know how? I'm going to you, man, like, yeah, <laughs> I said, I said, prove it to
1: you. I said, let me prove it to you. I said, let me prove it to you. I said, don't answer the question, but let me prove it to you. When's the last time that you prayed with someone? <laughs> I saw, but after you're committed, you're just committed. Like it is what it is. And I was like, I'm gonna prove it to you even further for the people who answered positive positively to that. Was that me pray with someone that doesn't live with you? and You just see like looking around, like. But about I was like, my point isn't to like to destroy people. My point is to be like, yo, let's wake up and enjoy the fullness of God and who He is in community and stuff. No, and so, I thought it
2: was a necessary point because. Um, we can easily sit back and say, "Oh, yeah, I, I love our church community. You know, I'm here volunteering every every chance we get. you know, um I make breakfast for Sunday on Sundays, you know, and just just going through the list of things you actually do for our community, but but it was a lot deeper than just doing for the community. It's being a community.
1: So. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, the point was necessary to um, to make those of us us who think we we are strong in that area. Well, I don't think I'm strong in that area, but in case anyone that did think they were strong in that area, kind of like open their eyes a little bit to say, well, maybe this message is for me too. Let me listen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know how I was going to go, man. Like, you know what I mean? You just don't know if people yeah. are going to really want to be there and stuff. But like several people, four or five people came up to me after. was like, hey, I really enjoyed this. Really good. The I, Two people, like I never heard that aspect before of community. We're talking about how God is community. And we're made in his image. God is a community because he's the Trinity, three persons in one. What makes him one is that they're literally in, they're in a million percent agreement that they don't go against each other. They are one. So it's one God, three persons. And then we're made in his image. So we're incomplete or we are not in our fullness without one another. And so, what is, so how can... <laughs> How, like it's so we are talking about when god told adam like it's not good for man to be alone or whatever or, or it's not good that he'd be alone or whatever and so we like it's not doesn't mean that adam is weak or <clears throat> or whatever means that adam is strong and it's it, it, no it's not that he's imperfect it's that he's actually it means that he's perfect he's perfectly made in the image of god perfectly reflects the community that god uh that God is in himself and that adam was created for so it's a good thing if you're made in God's image, it would be a bad thing for you to be able to flourish on your own because that's not the way you're designed. You're designed to flourish with other people and be in that community and stuff. And so I just feel like it was a really important thing because first, I talked to you a bunch about it. Like just what is my first, what is the first sermon going to be? Like what are we going to talk about? Where's this going? Whatever, you know. And like I had all these different ideas and then somehow I landed I got rid of all the 60 other ideas and landed back on community. And so we're doing a community series. I didn't feel like it was too disrespectful to the pandemic because that's something that we are lacking in that. Mm. Cause that's the thing. I didn't want to come back and be like pandemic, open your Bibles to the first John to like, you yeah. know, like what is what, like, you know, you have to say something about it. So. No, I won't Any, well. Yeah. It, it was a good time. Uh, so hopefully we can kind of build on like everybody be a little more cool next week and calm and mm. we can kind of build on that and stuff. So
0: exciting times mm-hmm. now that we're 30 go ahead i was just gonna say do we have a limit of how many because there were a number of people who didn't come on sunday who i was expecting to come yeah and yet it still felt quite full in terms of like there's not a lot of space yeah, we're left sp- in here. because obviously we're spacing the chairs out mm-hmm. so that takes up a lot of room like mm-hmm. one space between each chair and stuff like that so
1: so we're technically supposed to be at um, <clears throat> max out at 50% capacity Mm. And so for us technically that's 40 to 50 people in there uh, legally is what we can have yeah and so I don't know what we do if we if we do get to the place to where there's 40 or 50 people like I got sorry you can't come like I, I yes but no, I equally I don't I that's something we need to talk about because I don't feel comfortable telling people they can't yeah I don't know but equally I, w- I do want to follow the rules and not have people on top I don't know right. maybe we just move it outside with the portable sound system mm-hmm. or something I don't I don't I really don't know but challenges and yep. I mean we're not the only ones going through I think you know yeah, literally yeah. the whole world is going through it so yeah can't really complain about it much yeah, yeah.
0: and I always forgot like because I'm a steve I'm out most Sundays with the kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that and all oh, the kids actually turn up on time like 10 o'clock yeah they all do. the kids Early. are there um, well, I mean they're there at like half nine ready for breakfast and yeah. the majority of the kids are there by 10 and then that's when we start playing games um, and so I was on the door on this Sunday, it was like 10 o'clock and I hear Melinda like saying, right, we're going to start. And I'm like, there's like two people here right now. Where is everyone? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, as the minutes roll on, that's when everyone rolls in and then yeah, by yeah. like 20 past 10, everyone's turned up. Yeah, yeah. But, it's just dragging in yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: Like, oh. So you are, were you outside the whole time during worship?
0: No, I came in on like, the final song. Yeah. Okay. So I gave it to 20 past and then I came in.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's so funny because Simon sticks out. Obviously, there's not, there's not many white guys in our church community and the chairs are already social, socially distanced. So you see Simon sitting in the chair and he, he just looks like he's all by himself over there. <laughs> I, was, I looked up I was like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> but obviously everybody is, but it just looks like he's, you know, it looks yeah. like he's further away and stuff. It's so funny. Anyways, 30 minutes later, um, what, do, what we're going to talk about today is what is the process? It's okay, because I don't think this is a long, long conversation. Right. Um, the process of taking on a new ministry new ministry project what does that process look like or i don't know what do you think about it what do you what it should be to you how do you feel about it
2: do you have notes today simon
0: no i don't no (gasps) he's free he's free uh free-handed yeah is that the right phrase or you're not going to talk too much today yeah just gonna ask the questions and and listen (laughs) 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 so well
1: you started a new ministry project the children's ministry children's thing ministry. was yeah. I, but it wasn't planned right no. I, I mean it was a weird situation mm. anyways we had a children's ministry and it just wasn't happening guys like um so then we were looking for a children's minister because the other one had to go um anyways uh so simon stepped in and so he stepped in but you made a plan when you, once you stepped in. And so like yeah. do, I guess from that perspective, what was that process? I was gonna say progress. What was that process like? I think. And what would you recommend even to like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be, I mean, it can be theory,
0: right? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, the first thing was what work out your objectives. What is it that you wanna try and get out of the ministry that you're doing? Um, and then look at your objectives, say, okay, how can we do that with the facilities that we have, with the resources that we have? Um, and then just start. But it, I mean, a lot of it is trial and error as well. So mm. the children's church thing, I think for the first month or so, I made changes every single Sunday. Yeah. Like we, we put something in place. We then Sunday came, we tried it out. Okay. This was good. That wasn't good. And then we changed it again for the following Sunday, tried it out. Um, cause you always had to adapt cause the numbers kept changing as well. Like when we started, we had like 20 kids. When we finished, we had like 55. Yeah. Um, and so that brings a whole bunch of dynamics uh, yeah. that you need to change. Um, yeah and so just going through that but um I think as well I didn't want to wait too long to make those changes mm-hmm. because I mean we mm-hmm. had like a children's church thing at first um which obviously you just spoke about but the temptation was to be like okay do I gradually change things over time yeah or do we just snatch the go mandate for it, off for straight like right. just jump in on Sunday and see what happens um and I I just thought no let's just I can't, I can't remember what it was um yeah that was that was it so before i took over we had we had all the kids out but we had all we had all the leaders out as well so all the we had six children's church leaders and all of them were in with the kids mm-hmm. um i didn't want that I f- yeah. we, like we can't have the leaders out every single sunday yeah. we need to be some sort of rotation so that leaders get a chance to be fed exactly. um, and going to church and to listen to the sermon and things like that and So i was like okay we've gotten used to having 30 40 kids with six leaders i'm going to half that I only want three leaders out. Do we do that over? Do I take one away each week, or do we just go for it?
1: Well, um. we we were doing six leaders with twenty to thirty kids, yeah, max yeah. thirty kids. Yeah, yeah. Like we weren't even there, and so yeah. It. But what you did is took how we actually six to eight liters with yeah. twenty, which is absurd. Like, it, anyways, that what's yeah, yeah. A part of the. Anyways, um, what you did is you doubled the the input. And cut in half the output, I guess you can say, of yeah. like the leaders and the kids. Or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was basically a case of, okay, look, every leader now is going to have to pull their weight. Mm-hmm. You can't just come and sit at the back Cause that's right. what was and happening. not do anything. Because that's mm-hmm. what was happening. Like we had eight leaders out at the time, mm-hmm. but only one of them actually had to do anything mm-hmm. and the rest could just, uh, if you wanna, yeah, if you want to go get a drink, If you want to chat at the back, back you want do this. And back then
2: too, it, it was also an excuse for the older teen, the teenagers that didn't want to sit in service, kind of look for an escape. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would just go out acting like they were going yeah. to volunteer, yeah. and they would yeah. just sit in
1: the back. No, we ain't playing that. Stay at home, like, because we're not yeah. doing that. Like, yeah. you know, it's better you just stay at home. If you don't want to be in a service, stay at home.
0: Yeah. You know? So that, that, yeah, that was the biggest change where I was like, okay, should I take this easy or should we just go for it? And I was mm-hmm. like, no, actually, we're, we're going to drop down to just having three leaders out and then three leaders in church. Mm. Um, so we might as well just do it for Sunday and see how it goes. Um, so that's what we did, and it, and it did work. Yeah. Um, if And that was thing, like, everyone just had to pull their weight. That was yeah. the difference. It was like, yeah. you just have to work now. You know, for yeah. an hour and a half, you have to concentrate every single moment. You have to be aware of all the kids. Uh, yeah. You w- use your initiative. If something yeah. needs to be done, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, we do actually have a really good team of volunteers for the kids' work. Um, and, and, it, they, and they did do that.
2: Yeah, I, I've seen growth in your leaders, too, as far as, like, their ability to um, to dominate uh, a room. You not mm. dominate, like, uh, uh, yeah. you know, what's the word?
1: To... Uh, C- to grab have the attention yeah, hold hold, hold, the hold attention,
2: the attention of, of a room and also um one of them was, was telling me that it really challenged her to actually know what she's reading and actually know mm-hmm. what she's teaching instead mm-hmm. of just showing up reading from the sheet of paper and and trying just at that moment to um communicate what this means to the kids and so like now she, and she's taking it more seriously before mm-hmm. Before church, she'll make sure that she's she's reading and studying throughout the week, and um, so so I think it was a great move because it it um, it brought it challenged people to to grow in their leadership yeah. and to grow in their study time and uh, different areas of their life, which before it was just like. You know, you didn't have to have any kind of abilities to be a, a children's mm-hmm. worker, which shouldn't be the standard for yeah. our volunteers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that was it as well. Like um, when starting a new project, you, you just have to have a certain level of seriousness. It sounds mm-hmm. simple to say. Yeah. But it's like, like if you want this to be effective, you've got to be serious about it. Mm-hmm. You can't be lackadaisical black so days, Lexa days cool mm-hmm. about it because yeah like you were saying what was happening is people were just rocking up on sunday morning mm-hmm. and 10 minutes before we started finding out what they were teaching on mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. yeah, because absolutely. we used to like we used to split into really like smaller groups kind of like f- groups max size would be like six um six kids with with the leader or something mm-hmm. so you could wing it mm-hmm. um and you could just play it, you know and you brought in sweets or whatever and that kept the kids quiet mm-hmm. and things like that and it was like okay this isn't being taken seriously here um and so it was that case of, no, 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 we're going to plan this a week. So all the leaders who was teaching, you know, I'd give them all the material a week in advance. They had the week to go home and learn it, practice it and do any study on it as well. Because that helps your growth at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, know, you're, mm-hmm. you should be reading and learning from the same scripture that the kids are learning from. Yeah. You know, We're not dumbing it down. Um, we're making it age appropriate, but mm-hmm. it's still scripture. So you can learn from it in your preparation time yeah. as well, as, that, as well as teaching it to the kids. Um, so it was just trying to reach that okay we're going to take this seriously now Um, and everyone was on board with that that that's good
2: what you said about um one of the processes you went through was not being afraid like to change things week by week i think that's so important because i don't know if everyone does this or just in the church we do this it's almost like if we change something that we've established was the way we do things it's almost like well we failed because Mm -hmm. we had to change it and it's like just need to break out of that that idea that change is not does not mean that... Well, change does mean that the old way we did, it didn't work, you know? And, yeah, and, and, and it just shows that we are moving, we're working towards a building and, and getting better and being more efficient or whatever your angle is, you're working towards that versus like, okay, I know that this is not effective, kids are not being reached, um, nobody even wants to show up, blah, blah, you know, but that's just the way we've always done it, which means it's good. Yeah. Yeah, Because,
0: yeah. I mean, again, I think the thing is the objectives don't change. Like no. at no point did I change the objectives for Children's Church that that part didn't change. We had the mission statement of what we wanted to achieve, but you have to be flexible if something's not working. You can't just be stubborn mm-hmm. and say, no, we'll push through with this until it Absolutely. works. Just be yeah. like, okay, the goals don't change, but how we're going to reach them, that might need to change. We might need to adapt here, yeah. adapt mm-hmm. there, change this, change that. Um, so yeah. Is it,
1: Okay. I was just going to say, there's no space for pride in the, in the, I mean, there's no space for it. Like if you really want to achieve that goal, you can't be prideful and say, well, this is the way that I wanted to do it and whatever. I and mean, it's okay. We can try that way, but if it doesn't work, you need to be willing and, and aware self-awareness is a big deal. And that's something that I talk a lot about from time to time. It's like just being self-aware, understanding like, yo, this is not, this ain't it. Like, this is not, this is not the way to do it. And then like, you Know, like, okay, well, what is other? What are some other ways to do it and not be afraid to make those changes, even though sometimes it may be radical and seem unstable? Like, you said, it's better that you do it now mm. than like for me. It's like, like dealing with teams and de- dealing with problematic issues and stuff. Like, uh, you said, and we talked about this before. It's like, I would rather have because, like, Miguel said to me one time when we were dealing with some issues in our church, he's like, Man, you're just uh, direct. He's like, I can't do it. I can't. I was like, Dude. But I would rather have 30 minutes of discomfort than three to five years of discomfort. Because either way, you're uncomfortable. It's just the time is what you're picking. So when I choose to address an issue now, I'm choosing 30 minutes of discomfort. I'm not going to live like this. That's what I'm saying, basically. I'm not going to live like this where things are uncomfortable or whatever. And I think, you know, it's the same thing when you make changes to something it's like okay well we started off this way now we got to do this way in the next five years mm-hmm. and you're gonna you know everybody it changes the whole environment and the culture yeah. of your ministry as well because now everybody's like i know this really doesn't work but i got to show up and do it anyway and bloom, yeah. yeah and so you, you do that for five years or you could have one week of like you make a change and it's not always good to make radical change for just but for, yeah. the, for the record but we're talking about starting a new project and stuff sometimes it's better to take that one week of discomfort of
0: radical change yeah, than it is five years of like, just yeah. nothing, you know? Yeah, it's on that, like <laughs> there was one, one part. So uh, before I took over, we had, there was a guy who, he doesn't play guitar. He doesn't, yeah, yeah, he no. doesn't know how to play guitar, <laughs> he's not a guitarist. No. I don't know if he's ever picked up a guitar in his life, but for some, for some reason um, they decided that he was gonna be in charge of the music and that he was gonna play the guitar on the Sunday morning and the kids would sing along to him. Uh, and he did it one Sunday it just just was terrible yeah. and it's kind of like and in that situation but like, because I think after that Sunday that's when I took over mm-hmm. and it was like okay this isn't going to be an uncomfortable chat because I've got to mm-hmm. tell him hey mate you're not good at guitar Yeah. Um, we're not going to do that anymore we'll just put music on we'll put a soundtrack on in the background and we'll, we'll sing to that instead um, but it was uh, that are really- you good at pushing buttons <laughs> you're not very good at guitar but I bet you're really good at pushing <laughs> buttons Yeah. like
1: trying to build them up like can you do this
0: <laughs> oh, what that's crazy do that next sunday <laughs> so, so yeah so it goes to what you're saying like I, you could have just been like oh but you know he just wants to learn to play guitar so i don't want to i don't want to hurt his feelings so i just, I just let him but then he got terrible music for the next well it's affecting everything long. you know yeah and it was just like no we just need to end that now yeah
1: um, and not end his career playing uh, guitar his career, <laughs> yeah. It was not like a career my guy. Festival. you yeah. it is impossible for you to ever learn this <laughs> instrument you are terrible in the name of jesus be healed <laughs> Of those messed up fingers and poor rhythm, it's not what you're saying. No. You're saying like, "Hey, oh great, you want to learn guitar? I'll keep it up." But at your house, mm-hmm. like this is not. Now we don't learn on in the moment of ministry. I mean, you do, but not in that way. You know, We're not, that's not the the idea at the cost of, you know, reaching kids and stuff like that. And so, yeah.
2: You had mentioned um, something about like we can't let our pride. Um, in the oh. way of us making changes mm-hmm. um, that necessary changes um, but sometimes like from what I've learned just being here is that and in some leadership at our church before is that sometimes it's not pride at all sometimes it's afraid like you were saying uh, of of the conflict and so it's like okay I don't want to make this change because everyone else is going to gang up on me but and then it Right. I mean, mean, you you got
1: got to kind of be like a a, a spiritual thug sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, I
2: was just going to say to the point of like what what should be on the list of things before you start a project is just before you do anything that involves having volunteers and having people on your team is just to really work on your leadership abilities and make sure that you are direct, that you are also gentle, you know. Absolutely loving. Loving, yeah. Patient
1: and you listen, you know. Yeah,
2: but to make sure that you're... Your objectives are clear, so that you can communicate. Like, you, the whole point of putting in the effort and the work is so that you can reach this goal, right? Um, and then you see that the people are actually the obstacle to reaching the goal. It's like you need to learn how to work with people before you even start well, on the
0: project.
1: When I think like in terms of ministry teams at churches, uh, you can often think like, let's say we want to build a youth ministry, which we have one, but I'm just using an example. Okay, so let's say that you're the leader, and us the three of us, Rudy's here for those of you that are listening. Like wait, the three of who? Are, so, anyways, me, Simon, and Rudy are on your team. So you're like, okay, I have these goals, this vision to reach youth, um, blah blah blah, and then stuff happens between us and whatever. But what you, and or like we start holding it back and whatever. But what, one thing you have to understand, this is part of counting the cost, like Jesus, you know, to quote Jesus, count the who built a house without counting the cost, or whatever he says. Um, is understanding that part of you being the leader is leading us as well yeah and i think a lot of times we're like oh they're on my team so it's us and then them and so let's lead and whatever and then things don't work out and you get frustrated because you feel like you would have to take steps back to now train your team but that was part of the process all along yeah. mm. is because if you're the leader you have the vision and if you have the vision then it's your job to cast that vision and this is where people mess up is but it's not cast the vision Yep, yeah, we cast the vision that no, you have to constantly be casting vision because you you have the vision clear in your head. And even as much as you cast it, people are never going to have it as clear as you have it. Mm. So you have to constantly keep that image as clear as it can be in front of them. You have to keep it in front of them. So you have to talk about it all the time to almost to the point where it annoys people like, Oh yeah, he's always talking about this. Oh, he always talks about this. Like, you know, because you kind of, you're not beating it into the people, but you, you're constantly painting the same picture over and over and over until they get until they get it. And when they get it, you continue to paint the same picture over and over. Yeah. And it kind of becomes the language of the project or the ministry of the team or whatever. And then obviously there's discipleship stuff as well that you're building the team up. Because the more that you invest in your team and the people that are helping you, the more the people, the benefactors of the ministry are, are going to benefit. Even if that doesn't feel like that's what you're here for. You know what I mean? Like, But if you build these people up, then everyone's going to benefit from it. And it seems like, oh, yeah, God called me to youth ministry. Great. And so, yes, God called you to youth. But more than that, if God's called you to youth ministry, he's called you to build up youth leaders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it always feels like, oh, wait, but I thought it was left and it's right or up and you know, whatever. But that's like, that's the way it works. And for long term success, that's how you guarantee it as well. And that's the thing, too. You got to swallow your pride and like understand that from the beginning, when I start this project, I want this to outlast me. Yeah. And so now if it's like, hey, let's do uh, like a day. We're not talking about day projects for like the weekend or whatever. We're going to, do you know, fill this hole in, in the street. And yeah, we're talking about like ministry projects of consistent ministry. And it's a hard thing to do because when you say I want this to outlast me, that does several things. Is immediately it pushes you and forces you to think about um, what's it called when the person takes over. Uh, Anyways You know what I'm talking about Like Mm -hmm. when You think about Transition Yeah transition Day one (laughs) You had this ministry baby This project And day one You're being confronted With the reality of transition Mm -hmm. Not transitioning out But preparing for transition And then So you have these people That are Under your Under your leadership And they mess up They let you down And all this in your head The whole time It's like I ain't leaving it to that guy Like you know Mm -hmm. what I mean So you're dealing with that The whole time But it's It's very important that from day one, you established that this is God's ministry. Yeah. This idea is God's idea. And you have to be careful with that, right? Because you can do something stupid and be like, well, it's God's idea. But, like, I mean, we're assuming that you've prayed about it and, all, you know, you sought uh, counsel about it, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the, the gimme's, I think, I would hope. Um, but then at that point, like, okay, this is this is for his kingdom, not my kingdom. And that's something you really have to challenge yourself on. Yeah. It's like, okay. I need to not over self care, but I need to put the project over myself. Like so, when you said, "Okay, if this ministry project, if I really believe this is what God has called me to do, or He's you know pushing me this direction, whatever," um, and if everyone gangs up on me, but I know this is the direction, well then uh, we gonna have to fight there. Like it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But not fist fight, of course. I mean, unless somebody hits you and you can defend <laughs> yourself, everything's all good. But, yeah. uh, but like I've, I've
2: seen you model that with
1: um, fist fighting. No, not the fist <laughs> fighting,
2: but that 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 same attitude, you know, where it's like. Hey, you know you don't like the direction we're going in. I firmly believe that this is the direction God wants us to go in. There's a door. Like, mm. I mean, you didn't kick anyone out, but I've heard you tell people several times: if this isn't the community you want to be a part of, you should go look for a place where you do yeah. want to be part part yeah. of it. You
1: know, I'm a firm believer in that because it's not going to work out for them. It's not going to
0: work out for us. It's not. I mean, so who's like, what yeah. are we doing? That's that's something that I've, I really admired. Um, because I, I was I was part of the meeting or a meeting with that that kind of thing happened because um, it happened several times yeah it mm-hmm. well, was just an ongoing <laughs> but, issue like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. but it was Cancer. like i think so many churches or ministries or things get held back because it turns into this well who can shout the loudest mm-hmm. situation and all of a sudden you've got the people who sit on the back row that don't do anything but yet they shout the loudest and so we mm-hmm. we what's the word um we not well, yeah give in give yeah. in to give in to their shouts sh- i
2: would add to especially in ministry they shout the loudest or they give the most mm. and so we give in
0: yeah so. and so it's like okay we you like I, i've known pastors that have had the most incredible vision for a church mm-hmm. and they're like this is where i want to take it and they've prayed over it and they've sought counsel over it and they've put like this whole presentation together um and then there's just some people in the back row who don't do anything for the church. They don't volunteer. They just turn up on the Sundays and complain. Mm-hmm. And they just start, sh- you know, not f- not physically shouting yeah, in yeah. the meeting, but they, you know, they go behind fit. everyone and going, "Oh, I don't like." You mm-hmm. know, where everyone's having teas and coffees, and they're just going person to person, being like, mm-hmm. "I think that's a terrible. I don't agree with that idea." Mm-hmm. You know, and there are people have been for that church for like 20 years, 20, 30 years, and this pastor's only been there for a couple of years. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, everyone's going, "Oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe this isn't a good idea." And more often than not, the pastors will give in. Yeah. And they'll be like okay well, let's start scaling back mm-hmm. this vision and this dream that i had take it slow mm-hmm. um, and so now we're going to make one change every eight years so that people don't get offended or get mm-hmm. hurt and it's like man you had such a good vision um and drive for what you wanted to do mm-hmm. and it's like yeah the, the whole idea of saying you know what if you've prayed out over it and you've sought counsel over it mm-hmm. and this is really where you feel that god's going to take Mm -hmm. go with it then you have to go with it you have to push through with it and then yeah the door is open for anyone that doesn't want to go along with that
1: yeah and that that was the conversation that we had it's like people we want to do this and we want to do that and it's like like for me i have this unwritten rule in my head it's like don't compromise with people who aren't invested Mm. like if you're not invested in this then you don't really get a vote Mm. you're not a shareholder and i won't say that because it sounds bad but like yo why are we why are we i'm listening Because, yeah, you know, people have great ideas and stuff, man. But people always have these ideas that they're not willing to follow through with. Like, we did all this stuff in the church. And, like, you know, uh, somebody came and was making some suggestions. And I was just like, a lot of suggestions, a little bit of giving. Like, I'm never going to get up and try to force somebody or guilt somebody into giving. Never. But equally, like, where's the money going to come from? you you, You want Simon to give his money. So that we can get realize your ideas, it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, we all give as a community. This is the church's money, yeah. But equally, it doesn't. You don't just get to show up, not work, not give, not do anything, and determine what's going on here. That's just not how it's going. no, no. It, it's disrespectful to the people who are invested as well. And so, yeah, be willing. I, I would say be willing to compromise, but only with the people who are invested. Mm-hmm. Like listen to don't. It's not don't listen to anybody. But don't don't even like the people. They don't have a right to complain or opine if they're not. It doesn't. It's like negotiating with broke people. Like what? Do, like if I'm selling this table for a hundred dollars and a person literally doesn't have any money. And like, how much will you take for it? Like, bro, what do we even? You like this is not a conversation to have. It's that silly. <laughs> you know a what really I mean? Good like it's a, it doesn't make sense. And so like you're now you are wasting your time and you're inve- you're investing into something that has no value not the person has no value but their opinions and their because they're not they're not willing to even invest in it Mm -hmm. and so they're not present so why am i even having this conversation with you yes i want you to be here yes i want you to grow yes we want to love you yes we want you to be part of our community but if you're going to sit there with your arms crossed and refuse not not even just uh, refuse to be a part of the community but then try to cause problems well then it may be time for you to like what do you what do you want from this Mm -hmm. oh you just want to control everything well that's just that just ain't happening oh, well, we, don't, we still don't like, because we, we had made some decisions with the leadership or whatever, and different circumstances, leadership can be there, so it was just me in the meeting. I was already frustrated about that, and so it's like, you know, every, everybody tries to jump on me, and I was, ha fun, fun guy. I was fun guy until then, so they didn't really, like, know that I can be stern guy, and so, you know, again, people try to jump on you, then it's like, okay, well, if this, if this is what we're going to do, then you need to know who's the authority here biblically, uh, in this room, not over the entire, you know, whatever, but like in this room, in this church, like this is the, we are, as a leadership, we have a vision and we have talked about this vision. It's not Ramon's idea. It's not, you know, it's it's our idea. And we've talked about this. We've prayed about this. We've, I mean, we've sought counsel about this, talked to people, whatever. And like at that point, I'm willing to hear your opinion. Okay. But when we don't get, go with it, you don't get to throw a fit. Mm. And it's like, okay, because if you're going to do that, then what do you, okay, what do you, what do you want? You want me to do what you want to do. And so my thing also was as a church leader, this is going to kind of a different thing, but as a church leader, I will be held more responsible. I will be judged more harshly. So I can't get and talk, like I can't go talk to God when it's all said and done. Like, oh, well, Simon said God, like what? Who? Like this has nothing to do with, I told you to do this. I, I I put it in your hands. I gave you leadership and authority. You know, it's like if you if if you lend me a car and like, hey, I'm going to UK, you can use the car or whatever. And then you come back and the car's all beat up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Samuel messed the car up. Well, like I didn't give the car to Samuel. I didn't give him the keys. I gave him to you. So equally, you're still responsible. So I'm not about to be judged more harshly. For ideas of people that are throwing that it doesn't cost them anything yeah like that's not you know and so it's a, it's a very like so I, yeah yeah be willing to compromise um oh well, first of all again count the cost but uh na- identify your core values i guess is what you can say and don't make core value stuff that isn't core like you know what i mean like well we're all wearing matching shirts okay that's fine but then it's like for some reason matching shirts is becoming an issue and that's holding you back, but we agreed to wear match, bro. Like, come on.
2: We wanted to wear matching shirts so we could appear to be unified, but yeah, we're really not, fighting. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, like,
1: th- that's, that's not. an important thing. It's funny you wear matching shirts, but that's a compromise that that you need to be open to making. Yeah. Um, now, if somebody's like, "Yeah, let's," you know, I just feel like we're preaching Jesus too much. Like, no, no, that's not up for debate. We're going to preach Jesus and we're going to grow people. Now, the way we preach Jesus, that can change. And so you have to be willing to compromise, but compromise with the right people. Otherwise, people are just going to steal your time. And rob and they're going to try to hijack your ministry and make it a place of comfort for them, even if it is a children's ministry or a youth ministry. You got 50 year olds looking to make the youth group a place where they're comfortable. And so there's no you have to identify that and identify your team as well. Understand who you're getting involved, because people, if they're out for it for themselves, it's not it's, it's not going to work. They're going to sabotage the whole thing, whether it's intentional or unintentional, they're going to sabotage the whole thing. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I think there's a gazillion things I could probably say off for the back of that, but. Yeah,
0: one of the things, um, the things uh, I was taught for at university when going into leadership and things like that is always put a time limit on, on volunteers. So always have uh, a period. Commitment. A commitment mm-hmm. period in terms of, um, so for children's church, I have a year. So at the start of the year, I will say, hey, are you, you're going to commit, and if you're going to commit, it's going to be for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't back out. Two months later, you can't mm-hmm. back out unless, like, l- unless a, a tragic, yeah. you know, life circumstances <laughs> or anything like that. You move <laughs> away or whatever. Yeah. Um, but. You can't just in two months be like oh i don't like it anymore i don't want to do it like no no you're going to commit and you're going to commit for the year but then october november time i'm going to ask you hey you need to be thinking about next year are you enjoying this ministry is this something that you'll get you know do you feel like you're growing in this area do you feel like you need to take a break Do you need to stop um and then december january time i'm going to ask you again and we're going to sit down mm-hmm. and we're going to review equally. it and it's going to yeah. be equally that because that way you as the leader have then a period of time where you can say hey melinda this isn't working um, mm-hmm. so we think it's best if you st- if you stay back uh, or stand down or whatever, take a year out or, or whatnot, um, but it also gives them an, a chance to say, hey, you know what, I need to take a break from this, um, and so it stops that, the awkward clashes mm-hmm. of people being like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know when to tell them that I want to quit, yeah. um, or oh, I need to get rid of this person, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it because I don't want to hurt their feelings, or if you say, okay, every year we're going to review this, that gives both parties the chance to sit down and just review how it went um, and yeah. say, and it gives you that chance to say, okay, look, as as well to have like at the start of the year, not, not a not written contract, yeah. but just say, hey, look, these are our aims and expectations. This is what you have to live up to. And then at the end of the year, you can say, okay, these were what we agreed to at the start mm-hmm. of the year. You didn't meet all of these. So we need to have a think about whether you continue. Yeah. It? it just Absolutely. protects yourself. It protects Absolutely. your ministry. It protects them as well. Yeah, um, And it stops... Like you go to some places and you'd be like, oh, this is Tony. He's on sound. He's been doing it for nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have 10 sound technicians in the church congregation, but they been can't trained. Yeah. Yeah. People who know what they're doing, but oh no, they don't do it because Tony doesn't want to step back. And you know, he's been doing it for eight years. And so, yeah. you know, we just let him do it. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> no. yeah, so, Like, cause people, people grab hold of stuff. Yeah. Like, and they won't let
1: go it becomes their identity and that's a dangerous thing as well and because like and that's what we're trying to train people to not do and so we have to be careful as churches and ministries to god jesus is not an idol giver so if if something becomes starts becoming a person identity and they like hold on and cling on to that so much as a leader pastor elder whatever or if they're un- under your influence you are doing them a favor and it's, it, it is a part of discipleship to remove them from that position
2: yeah so what would you say would be like the security measures for the actual leader I've seen great people with great vision and uh, love for Jesus start things that ended really bad because pride took over it became their thing like you said you take hold of it just possession yeah. it becomes your identity you know and then the next thing you know like well, Jesus is far away from this thing mm. so like as a leader who's starting a project, our ministry it's like from the beginning and i don't know on a weekly basis monthly basis yearly basis like what are the security measures that we should take um to make sure that we don't end up there
1: i mean i think what, what he said is a good thing it's like putting it's not putting a time limit on it because no. the person can't yeah, work there that's for absolutely. 10 years absolutely but it's putting like making shorter commitment and that person in now, their head you
2: as a leader, not becoming that person. So,
1: oh, as you've not becoming that yeah, person, you don't have but anybody the, checking you the same thing. The same thing is at least if you are like the lead pastor or something like that, then you need to. This is the thing. We need to like identify biblically, like lead pastor, because that's a sketchy, not sketchy. <laughs> that's a position that is it's a, it's a gray area. You're an elder. If you're a lead pastor, you're an elder. And so you are elder amongst elders. And so you need to submit yourself to the eldership uh, of your church. And as in that position, right. Um, so you need to be submitted to that. And that doesn't just mean when you have issues, you need to go talk to people. Like this is what we were talking about Sunday a little bit is like, are we touched on it? We're going to you know dig further into this as the weeks go on is um, embrace. We view our church community as a place to go when we need help. And that's right. That's, But it's only partially right. We were created to live in community. So, and this is what we talked about. When Adam was created, um, God said, I'm going to make him a, hel- a helper. Adam was perfect. Why do perfect people need help? Because you were created that way, so Adam's not struggling in sin. Adam's not struggling with stealing or pornography or you know or anger or any of this. Adam's not. He's not. He's not. Has none of those issues. He's perfect, and he's still created to be with people. And so, uh, even I think we have this idea that we are, we go to people in our bad times, and that we do, but we, but we don't at the same time. It's because we, if we are with people then when our bad times come, we don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You are there. And I think a lot of times as leaders, we isolate ourselves mm-hmm. until we need something or until we are deficient in something. And then we go and we treat community as, as firemen. Mm-hmm. As we call when there's a fire for them to put it out, the fire's out. Okay, you go to the station and I will continue to clean up job here by myself. And that's not, what we're, that's not what we're called to do. That's not who we're called to be. We are called to live, exist, breathe, work, whatever in this community. And I know I'm not saying work like a uh, official job, but I mean, like everything that we do exists inside of these relationships and nothing goes outside of what people know that. So and as a church leader, a uh, person that has a big portion of the vision for the church, it's a scary thing because you're like, man, well, I have the vision. But what if they what if they don't get it and they remove me or they disagree or whatever? Well, that's the work of the Holy Spirit is Jesus builds his own church. So you have to trust in him, first of all. And then furthermore, too, you have to love this church more than you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Again, that doesn't mean spending every waking hour and because the only way you can care for this church is by taking care of yourself. So let's eliminate that thought right away of thinking that it means self neglect, because that's not what it means. Um, But I'm talking about from a prideful sense is you have to say that if if it comes the day, if the best thing for this church is for me to get out the way, gotta go. If I am uh, a fallen in my sin and I'm messed up, the best thing for this church, not the best thing for me, not for my ego or whatever, but that's not a decision. If I'm if I've fallen, then I'm obviously not capable of making a decision on my own. And so this is why we need to be not honest, but transparent in our lives. And it's something I talked about a long time ago and I heard somebody famous saying it really. I was like, man, like, talked about that long stole, stole it stole it cause. no but you have to be tra- live a life a transparent lifestyle not just an honest lifestyle honest is uh basically a lot of times honest can be uh proactive but a lot of times it's reactive so i'm being honest about what happened mm-hmm. but being transparent as you see it coming inside of me because i open my life to you yeah. you were in community together and i i exposed like i I am allowing you guys to expose the nasty things inside of me and to speak and call me out on it. And so I think that's something we have to really look at when you're making an elder is you can't have a coward as an elder. You can't have a person who's afraid of you as an elder, a person who can submit to you as a pastor, different conversation. But equally, you need to submit to them. But you can't have a person who thinks the world of you. And thinks you can do no wrong or a yes man or whatever as an elder. You can't do it because that is toxic to you as a pastor. It is toxic to you as a leader. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying elder and pastor because it's easy. But it goes for youth leaders, youth ministers and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But nor do you want leaders who just want to go against you all the time. And want to build their own kingdom. So it's really hard to identify through much prayer and counsel, and like really, that's why like some churches when they're doing an eldership or leadership, they ask like, hey, anybody have something, we give you like two weeks, come up and say about this guy because we're thinking about making him elder and that's for the health of you, this health of your, this body, and it's for the health of your leader, it's the health, you know, for everybody, the future of this church and whatever. So speak up if there's an issue of any reason why we should not allow this guy to be, you know, and that's not the be all end all, but that's the idea that we need to be in this place is where we are open and we're free to be transparent with one another. And I but we can't have that expectation of congregations if we're not doing it in our leadership. You know what I mean? We can't have that ex- expectation of youth ministry of the youth if the if the le- youth leaders aren't doing this. Mm. Can't go and be like, "Guys, you need to pray together more." And the youth leaders aren't praying together. Like, "Guys, you need to guys you need to grow." So really your leadership starts on what you do mm. and then it's it's supported by what you say. But like it, so it goes in that. And so I think to avoid it is seek accountability mm-hmm. from that very church, not your little friends that go somewhere else. that's that's great to have friends on the outside, especially when you're in church leadership, but that can't be all of your accountability. It can't be because it's not why, why are you here? If you can't submit to anybody here, why are you even here? Go some go to go somewhere where you can submit to the leadership or submit to the you know whatever, the the body of of believers that are there. Like that's where you need to be. And if you are in a place where you cannot submit to the leadership, or the people in your church, you need to find a new church. Not because your church is bad, but because you're about to become toxic there. And you're about to, you know, and you're not going to grow. They're not going to grow. It's not going to end well. And so that's a tough thing to do because it's changed. Right. But again, it comes back to me. If you love if if if, if we it's, I'm getting it's getting weird. But if if we are here and we accept that we're here to build the kingdom of God, then let's do that. And sometimes sometimes that means getting out of the way. Because I'm just all I'm doing is causing issues here. So I I think to answer your question, (laughs) finally, I think it's just uh, submitting yourself to leadership and stuff like that and being transparent and allowing them, giving them permission to be able to to be like to get in your business. There's some
2: some situations where the person doesn't have leadership. Say, for instance, um, the guy that was here and built the school.
1: That's exactly. That's a problem. That is a problem. So we, when we see people that are not submitted to a local church body, we should run. That's the end of the story. There's nothing else to talk about. All these little parachurch ministries, great, but these people that don't go to churches, they don't, they don't belong to a church body. They're not submitted to anyone's authority. That's not okay. There is a. a, I'm not going to say his name. It hurts me bad to even talk about this because I'm a huge fan of the guy and his work. Um, he passed away recently. There's a lot of stuff coming out against him. And um, about, he's had some stuff with women and stuff like that, and um, sexual misconduct, we'll say, and like just different stuff that he said. And anyways, I we'll, won't we'll go full the details because I don't want to be Christian gossip thing. But um, equally, he wrote, uh, it's, I guess it's recorded supposedly somewhere, or like not audibly recorded, but I think or written down, I don't know, something anyways that he wrote. His excuse for what he was like asking some of the women for or requesting or saying to them was that I've done enough. I've done so much for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. I deserve this simple pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it's like that is unfortunately the effects of a brilliant person who is not submitted to a local church body. Mm -hmm. They may go from time. And that's why we have to be careful with Christian celebrity. We're not even talking about starting new ministries anymore. <laughs> but like, that's why we have to be careful with Christian celebrities, though, is because you get so big that you can't even go to church anymore because yeah. you're a star there. So you can't go to church anymore. Now God is looking at you as he looked at Adam and said, this is not good. Mm. This is not good. He's, he's alone. This is not good. He's, yeah. oh, but he's, I saved millions in your name. I did so many stages and so many events and so many defenses of the gospel, whatever. And I don't want to go into saying whether people are saved or not on this particular thing. But it's not good regardless of what the consequence is. It's not good. You know, Uh, worst case scenario, you're not saved at all. Best case scenario is you did not do well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. You lived in a lifestyle that was a perversion of the original purpose of man living in community. So your your whole Christian lifestyle and your ministry is a perversion of what it was originally meant to be. Walked out, lived out in that community of Christian believers as the Trinity of God is a perfect community of, of self made in God's image. But you're not reflecting that image because you're doing this outside of true community, not just being around one another. We're talking about praying for one another, uh, uh, confessing our sins to one another. Right. Uh, opening ourselves to be transparent, talking about struggles, allowing people to read your emails and stuff like that's This is what we're talking about, especially it. doesn't. That's. Not true. I was going to say, especially when you're a big name, but it doesn't really matter. Well, how how big your status is. I mean, that's what we should be doing, you know. Yeah. And so, uh yeah, I think I was answer the question. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay. it does. I, if you're doing I, anything in the name of Jesus, you should be you should be a part of your local it, church. Yeah, I
1: know, I know. I know the church anything? is bad sometimes, and like people gossip, and that's another conversation for another day. Is like it needs to be a safe place for people to be able to confess. Yeah, you can't ask people to confess if y'all talk, but that's a different. We'll talk about that later. Um.
2: I think I I like that you said you're be connected to a local church because I think what we see as missionaries is that a lot of our accountability is overseas, back home. Uh But those people are not living your living with you on a daily basis they don't see what you're daily struggling what you're struggling with they don't see your character flaws all they have to go off of is what you're telling them like this week this person said this Mm -hmm. to me and i don't know why they're dragging my name through the mud you know your
1: sins are never exposed right right and you say, yeah, I did get a little bit angry. Like, you know what I mean? You, you paint it. <laughs> a little bit. Like, and like <laughs> you well, you got to really curve. Yeah. Well, I mean, But you, you can do that yeah. because they're not there to see that. That's and that's the number one issue. And we've talked about this before. That's the number one reason for failure for most missionaries is they're not submitted to a local community. Their a quote unquote accountability is 5,000 miles away. That's not, bro, that, like they're only holding you accountable for what you tell them. Mm-hmm. So why would you like, you know what I mean? It's not the people that see you every day. And so, again, it's it's helpful in every single way. And it really is a reflection of the gospel when you come from your native country, whether it's pretty much U.S. or England at this point, people that listen to this. And you come to a place like this, a third world country specifically, and you can submit to your brothers and sisters in Christ here and submit yourself and submit your life to the authority that's in the local church and into the community that's there and to the like. So you can grow and learn from people here. There's not that's the gospel. That's the, mm-hmm. the effect of the gospel, and like it's beauty in that. But equally, it's for your good mm-hmm. because you don't live on this island of where of secret sin island. Yeah. But now I've got to keep up appearances because I'm the leader and I'm this and I'm that and I'm here to minister. No, you're here to be a part of the body. Mm-hmm. Now your job in that you may minister to people, but you're also here to get ministered to and get fed. Oh yeah, yeah. But my pastor is yeah. nope, 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 nope. And yeah, you can that can be that's your old pastor. But there's no, it's impossible for him to hold you accountable where you are now. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. We do that so that we can, we, we think we're circumventing the system. We think we're cheating God. God's like, I, I did this for you. You're cheating yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, because we're avoiding uh, real accountability and we're just looking for someone to talk to and be able to, to uh, what's it called on? To vomit on basically. When we get frustrated with our little Bolivian brothers and sisters and whatever, I can call my American guys and just get mad and they understand because they're better than Bolivians just like me. And so I can talk to them and I can say all this stuff. And then whew, they can say, yeah, well just make sure that you're loving people. you know, mm-hmm. And they can say something like that, which is, that's all the advice they can really give because they're not yeah. you know, here. People can mentor you but they can't really hold you from a, from a distance, but they can't really hold you accountable from a distance. Like it, it just can't. They don't know what's going on. I remember
2: on. Um, hearing like in ministry um, a lot of people say that the hardest thing in ministry is working with people Um, and so that becomes your focus how do I work with people let me do this well but what we don't consider is that ministry is hard because we're sinful and so it wouldn't be so hard to work with people if we didn't struggle with pride if we ourselves didn't struggle with our internal sins like it would just it'd be like what other people did didn't really bother you and so I don't know, it's interesting that the real difficulty in ministry is is your transparency and working on mm-hmm. you, you know, allowing, it's those, you. allowing, allowing mm-hmm. God to, you know, transform you and to um, make you holy, you know, and righteous. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Especially from a leadership position, because you can see everybody else's, um, what they're doing and their issues, and it's frustrating, but equally, it starts with you. The change starts with you, and not with you saying that there needs to be change, but it starts mm-hmm. with you, like... Being that thing that you're saying, you know, yeah, that needs to be done. So <laughs> before you start a new ministry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all good. But yeah, so I think um, we can basically kind of sum it up with a lot of stuff that Simon say. But one, oh, one, make sure it's something. Is it something that needs to be done now or later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not, then put it on the shelf. Pray about it, whatever. I have notebooks and notes in my thing of full of ideas that no one, no one will probably ever hear about, but maybe. Cause it's just, it doesn't have to be done right now, you know, but so that, then, uh, you know, count the cost as well, Mm -hmm. literally, but spiritually and mentally and all this other stuff as well. Um, um, Be willing to compromise with the right people, not with people who are sitting on the bench um, or in the stands, you know, Uh, what was the other thing we said?
2: Have accountability.
1: Yeah, seek, and when I say seek accountability, I mean, be transparent, give people access to your darkest places, your darkest corners, the darkest corners of your life to be able to really confront you on stuff. It's a scary thing because mm-hmm. they might confront you on something else, but that's part of it. You know, it's part of living in this community and stuff. So if we miss something else, you can just rewind it and go to the <laughs> beginning. So I don't know what it is. But yeah. Yep, so I guess that's it for today. So you guys <laughs> push the mute button on me. Well, you any- were
2: summarizing. I thought you were still thinking.
1: No, I was... I, well, I said go back in.
0: Just can't phrase notes, isn't he? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, good. Good. yeah, let me see. It. Man, chill out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: chill out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, see, you got me in there now. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it for this week. Yeah, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um,
2: if you guys have any uh, podcasts... Um,
1: suggestions suggestions. ideas questions yeah
2: we'd love to hear them
1: oh okay we would
2: yeah yeah because we can
1: but they're sitting on the bench you don't listen to i'm just kidding (laughs) no yeah if you have any suggestions suggest i can't say the word today don't know why suggestions ideas or requests of things that we do and talk about don't hesitate to send us a message on facebook email youtube whatever you it doesn't matter any way you want to do it yeah whatever soundcloud youtube whatever You can, uh, yeah, send that to us and we'll try to get it done. So anyways, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you guys, your love and your support. Um, Yeah, we'll see you next week. Don't even, see, you're going to try to do it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Provecho.